great morning and to hear from God. I sure am. I am so pleased to have with us, and uh, they have been here a couple times already, our senior overseers of Legacy, Pastor Rod and Mary Aguilard. For those of you that uh, are new or may not know, here at Legacy, we teach that every person needs a pastor. I mean, going to church is wonderful, and, and you should be in church, and you should be in Bible studies, and you should be listening to tapes or CDs and, and watching Christian television. These things are important, but I believe everybody needs a pastor. If someone were to ask you what church you go to, that would be a wonderful thing to be able to say legacy or this great church or that great church. But I'll ask people, who's your pastor? And you know what? I believe pastors need a pastor. And you're about ready to be introduced to my pastors. Tracy and I are pastors, and we need pastors, and these wonderful people uh, serve that uh, in our lives. Here at Legacy, they, they watch over us, and they watch over all of you as well. You don't know this, but, but usually on a weekly basis uh, or, or bi-monthly basis, Pastor Rod will send a note out and just say, praying for you, praying for your church. And uh, you just don't know that there are people all over the nation that pray for us. And these two precious people are those that uh, are really the ones that watch for our souls together. So I'm excited for them to be here. Every time Pastor Rod and Mary comes, I laugh and I minister to, and they are just a great benefit and an enlargement to us as a congregation. He's from Louisiana a Cajun, a raging Cajun. So get put if you're this is your first time with Pastor Rod, buckle up. You're about ready to go on a journey in church life you've never been on before. But we love them here at Legacy. So let's honor the servants of the Lord. Stand together, Pastor Rod and Mary Aguilard. I'm gonna get a Couple of you ten young bucks, get me, bring that down here. Thank you. That that podium, bring it down here. The redhead guy, help him. You are a redhead, aren't you? That's beautiful. God is great. God is good. God will make you feel like you should. Now let's smile like it. Let's smile. No, it's great to be here. I bring you swamp greetings from. Southeast Louisiana, the home of the LSU Fighting Tigers, the possible Super Bowl champions. My wife is a Saints fan. I, I'm sort of a, I'm more of a college guy, but she loves the Saints. And it's sort of aggravating me right now because she wears these jerseys with these men's name on them, Breeze and Colston and Bush, and I don't like that. You think that a woman should wear a, a jersey with a man's name on it? <laughs> he said I should wear a shirt with his name on it. Yeah, my name. I said, well, you Rod. don't play NFL football. That's right. And then she prays uh, for the uh, for the Saints to win during the game. Of course, why not? I said, Mary God ain't listening to no prayer for no Saints to win no game. He's after people. He's not after footballs, shopping malls. and. I told him, I said, it was a miracle they won last week. I said, it's because people like me prayed. According yeah. to the stats, they shouldn't have. That, that's debatable. That's debatable. God help my wife. Bless her good in Jesus' name. 
I made some observations. I'm an I'm a observer. I, I, I'm a participator, too. Uh, number one, Pastor, he, I was telling Laura, he is so smooth. Isn't he smooth? <laughs> you know, I'm an old Cajun. I'm a UCC, an uncultured Cajun. And then when I get around people that are smooth and prophetic and intelligent and all that, I get jealous. I said, I wish I could be like Pastor. Isn't he wonderful? Yeah. Let's give the Lord a clap off in the And his wife. I mean, there ain't nothing like this one right here, except Mary. Her and Marvelous, are, you know, they're not wet noodles, as they know. They're, they're like iron bars sticking up. You know, they're, and, and they're strong, and they're, and they're uh, feisty, and they're fiery, and it takes a lot of grace to... Uh, well, never mind. It, they're, they're great. To manage us. To She's manage great us. people. I, uh, I've been knowing Brother and his wife, Tracy, for... Uh, two or three, four years now, and they're just great people. They're covenant people. They're integrous. I said yesterday I trust him with my life and my wife. And so let's thank the Lord for them again. They're great gifts to you in South Carolina. In Jesus' name. And, Laura, the worship team, no, relax. I'm not going to embarrass you. <laughs> Y'all are at a new level. New level, new devil. But, I mean, it, it is tremendous this morning. It, it's just, you know, it's been a, almost a year since I've been here, and it's just tremendous. And I just want to compliment you and the worship team. Then you got two old men up here. Yeah, I mean, you got Randy and Wally mixed up with all that and with that young blood, and, and that is great. Where is Wally at? He's high. Well, yeah, you did great. Hey, Marie, how you doing? Marie, I heard your mother's doing better. That is great. Of course, Randy, you, you're just tremendous, buddy. Huh? Did y'all know that Randy is a former major in the Army? He's a major. Isn't that? He served our, and then Wally was an all-star college marathon runner. I mean, you got some famous people here. That is great. And then, then Kelly, Noah and Kelly are pregnant with a girl. You need <clears throat> I need to give you a blood transfusion so you can have a boy. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> and William Christie, congratulations on the boy that's coming. I'm excited for you all. Let's give the Lord a clap offering for that. <clears throat> Is anybody else pregnant here? Uh, anybody wants to be pregnant? We'll pray. I'm just going to pray. That's all I'm going to do. Any lady want? Mary, Mary and I are so jealous about all these pregnancies because we'd like to have another baby, wouldn't we? I told him young men have visions and old men have dreams. That's, he's just dreaming. Just keep on dreaming. Dream on, old man. She's only 66. Sarah was 90. I mean, that's, and Elizabeth was old. Zacharias was old. And they had them. They had some good ones, too. The Baptist and uh, the Baptist. <laughs> yeah, John the Baptist. It didn't didn't Zachariah? That was who he had. Yes. And, and uh, who who did Sarah have anyway? Who was it? Isaac. Yeah, Isaac. I'm trying to remember. I'm not a scholar like your pastor. <laughs> Marty, Mary, and I've been been in covenant for 50 years, 
married her when she was 11. That's not true. Uh, as I shared before last year, we're still in love. Uh, we're not even contemplating divorce. We have that, does, that doesn't, we feel like it sometimes. You ever feel like getting a divorce? Just feel like it. You don't say it, but I, f- I felt like it last week. She, <laughs> she crossed my will. And we're still demon-free. We're still drug-free. We're still AIDS-free. And we're still Cajuns. We're 14 carat. Now, we're not ignorant people. We're just backward people. <laughs> Cajuns are very backward. We're, uh, Louisiana is a third-world country, South Louisiana. You should ought to visit. If you want to visit another country, another culture, come and see us. We're different people. We're, we're fun-loving, and we're very... Uh, very uh, backward. In fact, somebody asked me, what does that mean that was business? Who that? You know, the saints? I yeah. said, that's how we talk down here. But she yeah. goes, oh. I don't like that who that thing. <laughs> Everybody in Louisiana is saying who that, who that. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. God help the Colts. Rob, I buy that confession in Jesus' name. <laughs> we got some Colts fans here? Oh, my Jesus, we're in, we're in enemy territory here. <laughs> I better be careful. But I have, I, have some, I have some Cajun friends that are very unusual. I have two of them. Uh, one of them's name, his last name is Fontenot, which you're not familiar with, and Thibodeau. And they're fishermen. And I'm a fisherman. I'm a blaster and a caster. I blast. If it flies, it dies. If it's brown, it's down. And I also, I, I killed five hogs the other day, five wild boars. I killed a 250-pound wild boar on the run. I shot him with a rifle, hit him in the rump, and he was still trying to run with his two feet. And I I clipped him again, and I shot him in the head. So he's dead. And he's in my freezer. Thank God. It it was exciting. But that's the way we are. We just flow like that. And and, uh, Fondo and Thibodeau uh, were fishermen. And and where we're from, we have these little bateaus, little 16-foot you know what a bateau is? Little, I, I don't know what y'all call them up here. We call them bateaus. That's all I know. This 16-foot aluminum boat, and we rent them on the bayous. You heard of a bayou? It's like a you call it another name here, but we got little bayous, and they rented this little bateau and went fishing. And we, it got into a tree limbs, and the bayou was full of sakale. You know what a sakale is? White perch. You call them white perch here. Is there another name for them here? White perch? Y'all don't fish here. I can tell that. <laughs> and they were catching, they loaded their ice chests up with sakale. And, and Fontenot, Toner Thibodeau, says, mark the spot. We're going to come back here tomorrow. So he took his pencil out and he marked the bottom of the boat. <laughs> Thibodeau says, Fontenot, how you know we're going to get the same boat tomorrow? <laughs> so... You know, we're, we're, we're not ignorant. We're just backward. Sort of simple-minded. Yeah, sort of. And, and then, then I had two, the, the same two guys were in the airport the other day, Fontenot Thibodeau, and they were in the airport in New Orleans, and they announced, uh, they made an announcement, all aboard for Cancun. And Fontenot looked at Thibodeau and said, poor people, we get to eat fresh coon, they got to eat Cancun. <laughs> We're not ignorant. We're just backward people. (laughs) 
And, and then the other day in the library, Thibodeau went in there, and he walked in the library here in, in Laplace, where I'm from, and said, hey, I, I want a hamburger, I want French fries, and I want a Coke. And the lady said, shh, this is a library. Oh, he said, I want a hamburger, <laughs> French fries. Anyway, it's exciting to be in South Carolina today, Charleston. Mary, why don't you greet the, uh, what are you anyway? Charlestonians. Charlestonians. I mean, what's your, rednecks? Jump, stump jumpers. What are you? What's your nickname? Stump jumpers? What, what's, what is it? Geechees, a bunch of Geechees. Good to be among you Geechees. I like that. <laughs> Mary, why don't you greet these Geechees? <laughs> well, it's good to be here. We always love coming here, and we're excited about what God's doing here. We love you, Pastor and his wife, and you know they're coming to Louisiana next week. Mary's we're going to cook them a gumbo. Anybody here ever eat gumbo? Chicken andouille gumbo. Mary, Mary cooks the best gumbos. You can drink it. I'm telling you, uh, you're going to love this gumbo she cooks. Go ahead, baby. And then on Wednesday, on Tuesday night, I'm going to cook gumbo and potato salad. And then on Wednesday night, two ladies in our church are going to cook pork chicken sauce piquant. That means hot red gravy. So uh, they're going to get initiated in the French culture. Get baptized in the Cajun cuisine. I told Stacey it's going to mess up her diet, though. Everything we eat down there is fattening. So she'll just have to eat a little bit or do more exercise. But uh, yesterday we were in a meeting with some of your uh, people here, and we had a great time. Geechies. Geechies, that's what we're going to call them now. Okay. And uh, we had a great time and uh, being with them. And, uh, you know, we're excited. Uh, Rod and I travel every weekend. And, you know, God is doing uh, the same thing in every church that we go to. Of course, most of the churches are NRP churches, and we all worship alike, and we're similar. And so it's very exciting. Same tribe. The same tribe. It's very exciting uh, from week to week as we go to different churches to see what God's doing. And God is doing something here. You know, the Word says, uh, he who wins souls is wise in Proverbs. You know, there's somebody out there waiting for you to win to the gospel. Your friends, your neighbors, your loved ones. So don't be shy about it. Go out there and be bold this year and let this place double for next year in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. But you know, God's mercies are new every morning. And you know, last year when we came, we had just lost our oldest daughter, 44 years old, and we appreciate your prayers. But you know, God's mercies are new. You know, when I look back then to see what, how God has carried Rod and I through, and we still weep and we still cry sometimes, but you know, His grace is sufficient. And we have felt His grace this year, and we have felt the prayers uh, of people uh, that that have undergirded us, and I thank you for that. But I just want to share one of my favorite scriptures with you, Galatians 6, 9. Do not grow weary in well-doing. If you don't faint or give up, and you know, that's what the devil wants you to do. He wants to get you so discouraged, so disappointed that you're going to quit God. But don't ever, ever give up. You're going to reap in due season. You will. I don't care what you go through. We're overcomers. We need to persevere and stand against the enemy of our soul. And we are going to reap. So you are going to reap in Jesus' name. God bless you. There she goes again. She stole my thunder. 
Now, what's all these young grunts doing up here? Are y'all new here? You were here last year? Were you here last year? Now, this redhead, you weren't here last year. You're new here, yeah. You got pretty hair, buddy. And, and I'm, I'm straight, just want you to know. Where are some more new grunts here? That's the Charleston College bunch, where all them girls go seven. I know why you guys go there. I heard the ratio is seven to one, seven girls to one guy, three to one. That's why you're there, isn't it? Come on, be honest with me. You're straight, aren't you? Are these some more new grunts here? Any new grunts here? There we go. Thank God we got some color. Yeah, I got color myself, so don't, don't be proud of that. Any good? Well, it's great to have you all. Anybody else? Have you ever met a Cajun son? Have you ever met a Cajun before? I'm different, huh? A little bit, yeah. Well, we love you. We're glad you're here. Anybody else? Any? Are you new here? No, I know you're not. Any more new grunts back here? I'm talking about young people. Grunts are frontliners. There's a young grunt. How old are you, son? Well, yeah, you're young. Good to see you. Are you married to her? I hope so. I saw you touching all over earlier. I'm glad you married. If one we're going to get you married for today was out. Well, good. Let's, let's, let's go to the Word. Exodus chapter 3 and verse 7. Father, we thank you for the anointing. Jesus' name. You can put up that first slide up there. Uh, who am I working with? Gary? Gary? Jerry? You the guy with the white coat on? Good to be with you, Jerry. Just put the first slide up. There, 2010, the year for your crossover. You're crossing over this year. Marvelous shared a little bit. 2008, 2009 for the Aguilord clan was a year, of, year, a year and a half or so of heartbreaks and setbacks and hard places, but we're going to cross over, and we are crossing over. Psalms 34, 19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Thank God for the buts, but the Lord delivereth them from them all. Many of the afflictions, the setbacks and heartbreaks and disappointments and difficulties of the righteous, many are the hard places of the righteous. Today we're going to go through a seemingly hard place called the Red Sea, and we'll be there in just a few minutes. And so just uh, we'll be turning there. And up front, I want to share this, two realities of your hard place. Number one, remember, you're living in enemy territory. Earth is not, the kingdom of heaven is coming through the church, but we have not taken over back the earth yet. And, and so you're going to be opposed here, and, and uh, the closest you're going to get to hell is here if you're saved and born again. And if you're lost, the closest you're going to get to heaven is on earth. But if you're going through hell a day, just don't stop. Just keep going through in Jesus' name. So the first thing about your hard place, remember that you live in enemy territory. And there's a lot of unfriendly fire coming against you. And even now, against your family, your home, your finances, your loved ones, there's some unfriendly fire coming. And don't blame God for any of it. He's not responsible for any of the enemy fire. Are you with me? And Jesus, It's unfriendly. 
And God doesn't fire at us. The enemy fires at us. God lives to protect us, and he loves us, and he wants us to go through it in Jesus' name and come out on the other side full of Jesus. And the second reality of your hard place, it's in your hard place that you will experience the indescribable grace of God, the infinite grace of God. It's unexplainable, God's grace. I'm not just talking about his favor. I'm talking about his strength to go through the hard places in your life. And Jesus is here this morning to help you and to encourage you and empower you to go through those hard places. If you're not in a hard place today, get the CD. There's a one coming. I promise you, by much tribulation, you're going to enter. Brother, I don't want to hear that. Well, you better hear it anyhow. By many trials and tears, you're going to enter the kingdom of heaven. But thank God for the grace of God. Can you say amen? amen. So I'm at Exodus chapter 3 and verse 7 as an introductory text before we go to Exodus 14. And the Lord said, and the Lord is saying, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in South Charleston, South Carolina. Can I bring it home here today? I just want to tell you, God sees your afflictions. He sees your heartbreaks and your setbacks. Thank God that we serve a God who sees. Not only does he see, and I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. And God is hearing your cry this morning in Jesus' name. And I know their sorrows. Thank God, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he was then, he still is now. We serve a God who sees, we serve a God who hears, we serve a God who knows, and we serve a God who cares in Jesus' name. And his name is Jesus. He is our Father in heaven. Come on, let's give God a shout. Father, we thank you that you're seeing and you're hearing. And you, you're, and you come in verse 8, more than that, I've come down to deliver them. I've come down to, what do you call yourself, Geechees? Well, anyway, whatever you are, stump jumpers, rednecks, whatever you are. I've come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Thank God we serve a God who delivers. And when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against him, and the deliverer, Jesus, shall come on a sign. Don't care what it looks like. Don't care what it smells like. Don't care what it feels like. We serve a great deliverer who's going to set you free in Jesus' name. Freedom is coming for somebody here today. God sent an old UCC, uncultured Cajun from southeast Louisiana, to tell you that everything is going to be all right. Jesus' name. Just want to say I love all of you. And I sense God's presence here. Sense of presence. That's good. Y'all must be doing something well for the kingdom. So I'm going to deliver you from the hand of the Egyptians, from the land of drugs and drinks, from the land of despair and depression, from the land of meism and materialism. God comes to deliver us from the land of saints and the cults and set us free from all that anxiety. Now, Mary, I don't want you praying in that Super Bowl Sunday here. I just want to say in front of all these good people, I don't want to hear no prayers. I love you, baby. Go ahead and pray. If you want to pray for the game, go ahead. I know you will. See, it doesn't matter what we say, brother, brother pastor. But I'm going to bring them out of the hand, and I'm going to bring them into a good land. A land flowing with shrimp creole and crawfish etouffee and blackened alligator tail and, and pork sauce pecan. And, yeah, you're my Cajun friend. It, isn't it a good thing? It's a good land. 
but it's a land of promise and plenty. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. It's a land flowing with promise and prosperity. It's a land flowing with peace and protection. We serve a great God, and it's a good land that he wants us to walk in in Jesus' name. And Marvis, Mary, and I are walking in it right now. We're walking in peace and prosperity. We're walking in the pleasure and favor of the Lord in Jesus' name. And he's not a respecter of persons. He's rich unto all that call, even you guys. He's rich. He's, I'm not his favorite. I think I am, but I don't think that. I think all of us are his favorite, and he loves us so much. And I like that song, He Loves Us. How does that go, Laura? Oh, how he loves us. It's just an amazing thing, the love of Jesus. And not only the love of Jesus spiritually, but the love of Jesus in God's people. Mary and I go all over the nation, and we sense the love of God wherever we go, that God has a great core of people who love uh, without respect. I mean, with respect, but without respect of persons. Now, uh, we're going to, we're going also, it's to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Parasites, the, well, that's not Parasites, but whatever that word is, and the Hiphites, I'm a Cajun, and the Jebusites. It's the land of the Demonites. So it's a good land, but it's still a land where we're being opposed. Remember, we're in enemy territory, so you have Demonites that are opposing you. If you don't think you're being opposed, you're in trouble already. You need to realize that you have an enemy, you have a God to submit to, and an enemy to resist in Jesus' name. So I'm turning to Exodus 14.1. We're going to look at the place of the ites. The place of the ites. And, and the Lord was saying unto Moses, he was telling him in verse 2 to be encamped by the sea. Then verse 3, for the Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land... And the wilderness has shut them in. I just want to say up front, this is a divine setup right here. Uh, What's happening here, they're trapped in a hard place. And and verse 4 tells you that God said, I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he will follow you. In other words, uh, God's up to something. Uh, I will harden. I just want to say up front, the devil doesn't rule, God rules. If the devil ruled, you'd all be dead by morning. But thank God that God rules, and God's going to have the last word on everything. And and I don't care what it looks like, it feels like in your hard place. God's going to have the, if you'll trust him. Now, there's a condition. You've got to trust him. If you'll trust him, he's going to have the last word. No demon's going to have the last word concerning the life of one of God's kids. So God brings us to a hard place on purpose, for purpose. And then he says, I'm going to be honored in this hard place. He said, I will be honored upon Pharaoh. Uh, I don't care what, what you've gone through. If you'll, if you'll uh, listen to a few things I'll say today about words to go through your hard place, the Lord will be honored in your deliverance. Now, he's not honored necessarily in your hard place, but when you're going through it, he's honored. And when you come out of it, he's honored. And he's glorified by your faith in his greatness. In Jesus' name. So, Father, we release that favor here today that you're going to be honored in all of our hard places. In Jesus' name. So today, today I want us to consider some hard places. Uh, the hard place of a wayward child. I've been there. The hard place of marital conflict. I've been there. Three years ago, Mary learned in the word adapt. And so for three years, uh, we've been had a pretty smooth marriage. Just a few little bumps in between. But thank God she learned the word adapt. She didn't like the word submit. It was too strong for her. 
And so she found out there's another translation for adapt is submit. I mean, adapt. And so she likes that word. And so she's coming under me slowly. After 47 years of marriage, she's slowly coming under me. And, and it's so exciting. So exciting. I'm trying to get her to call me Big Daddy. And that, that's one line she will not cross. I said, Mary, call me Big Daddy one time. No, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. That's a mafia. That's a mafia term. Well, I'm sort of that way in my. But it, uh, go do it. Do it. No, I can't. <laughs> so anyway, any of you have a wife like I do? That just sort of. Yeah, I see all the hands going up. Everybody, we all got the same kind of. American women are just burnt, born strong. Uh, the hard place of financial pressure, I've been there. The, the, the hard place of sickness and disease, the hard place of fear and worry, I've been there. I've been all those places, but I'm still standing, I'm still serving, and I'm still shouting. And I want to say to you that the grace of God is more than enough to go through your hard places in Jesus' name. I'm starting to salivate a bit here. And I'm age three. You want some of this? You sit on the front row. It's dangerous here. And I just want you to realize that. And, and, but God's great. So today we're going to have a crossover. How many want to cross over? Crossing over our hard places. Verse 9. The Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen, and they overtook them in camping by the Red Sea. I'm not going to say those other words. They're too, too hard for me. And verse 10, And when Pharaoh drew hot nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were so afraid, and they cried unto the Lord. Now, that's a normal response in a hard place. It's a normal response to get apprehensive, to get a little insecure, and it's very normal to cry out to God. So we all get there in those hard places, and there's a time to do what they're doing here. But verse 10 is, verse 11 is not a good response. They said unto Moses, uh, Because there are no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? That's a wrong response. It's called the blame game, blame shifting. In your hard place, don't blame your preacher and don't blame your school teacher. Don't blame your mama. Don't blame your papa. Don't blame your grandmama. And don't blame your grandpapa. Don't go back in all that ancestral stuff and blame them for who you are. And, and don't blame uh, uh, that spouse who's a louse. Uh, he or she may not be your problem. And, and, and don't blame some trauma that happened way back there in the crib. Like some of this inner healing stuff, it gets way out of... You know, I believe in inner healing, and my Lord, to go back to the crib and try to figure out some kind of trauma that made you like you are, throw away that kind of psychology. That, that's, I'm not going to use the term, but that's not good stuff. Are you with me? In Cajun country, I'd use a word for that, but it's not good stuff. Can you say amen? So, so don't go back there. In, in your hard place, God's not dealing with your mama. He's not dealing with your papa. He's not dealing with your spouse. He's dealing with you. He's dealing. Get that settled right now. And, and, and I used to blame Mary for things. In fact, I asked God to kill her one time to take her out. I did. When I got saved and I got called to the ministry, I was so zealous. I wanted to go right in. I was a supervisor at Air Products and Chemical. I wanted to leave my job. And the next week, I was ready to go. And she cried and cried and put her heels in the ground. And I mean, it was God that she resisted because it wasn't God's time. 
But I just thought it was just her hard will, you know, or hard head. And I said, God, I, I'm, I want to get involved, in, and I'm called to do this. Now, Lord, if she, won't, if she won't submit, then just take her. Just take her out. Just take her. I mean, oh, God didn't answer that prayer. I mean, oh, I'm glad that God didn't answer that prayer. I mean, she is really the wind underneath my wings. And I love her deeply. I'm so glad the Lord didn't listen to that Cajun. That was 43 years ago I prayed that prayer. And it's, it's, it's answered. The answer is no. I'm not taking her out. You need her desperately. So in your hard place, the Father wants you to know him. Know him. So quit blaming everything. Quit looking around and blaming things. Get out of that. Can you say amen? Give me a good amen. I'm, I'm going to stop that. Now, four crossover words uh, to cross over in 2010. The first one is coming up there. And just stop there. Fear not. And I'm at Exodus chapter 14 and verse 13. And Moses said unto the people, as they faced the Red Sea ahead of them, Pharaoh behind them, in a very hard place, then he rises up and all those three million or so people says, fear not. Fear not. That's a good word. That's a strong word. That's not an easy word to receive in your hard place. Abram Abraham in Genesis 15, don't turn to it, faced family setbacks and wars. He had an upfront word. God gave him this word, fear not, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. Second Chronicles 20, when Jehoshaphat faced the Ammonites, the Moabites, and surrounded by enemies, God gave him an upfront word through Jehazel the priest, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehazel, said, be not afraid nor dismayed, for the battle is not yours, the battle is God. He had an upfront word. I like an upfront word. I do. I remember I was being in prison for standing up for the life of the unborn children in the 80s in, in Jefferson Parish. I faced the judge there. We just sat in front of an abortion mill to block the abortion mill off and counsel people and save the lives. I mean, oh, God hates the murder of children. Yeah. And he hates the murder of the unborn. And if you had an abortion, the blood of Jesus is here today to cleanse you and to set you free. And you don't stay guilty. God's going to set you free in Jesus' name. But uh, I, I'm, I'm an advocate against abortion. I'm a pro-lifer, and I've been to jails all over America standing up for the life of the unborn. I'm ready to go back. I'll do whatever the Lord tells me to do to go back to the streets. We're going to win these wars in the street. We're not going to win them just sitting around buildings and praying about them. We've got to do something. Can you say, we're doers. He's the helper. We've got to do something about what's happening, and I'm getting ready to do some more things about that. I don't believe in killing abortionists. I don't believe in all that kind of junk. But I do believe we need to stand up for righteousness. Can you say amen? Are you young bucks ready to stand up? Are you young doves ready to stand up for righteousness? Come on, let's do it. Come on, you're the hope of America. You're the, 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 the Congress and the Senate, they're not the salt of the earth. They're not the hope of America. You're the salt and you're the hope of our nation. And just a few men and women can turn this whole thing around in Jesus' name. The, the, the homosexuals came out the closets and look, 2% of the population, look what they have done. If just 2% of us come out of our closets, look how much more truth can win the day. Can you say amen? But anyway, I faced this judge, and I refused to pay the fine for sitting in front of the abortion mill. So he sentenced me seven days in Jefferson Parish, and he sentenced me in during Christmas, thinking that I was a Christmas nut. I'm not a Christmas nut. She is a Christmas nut. You're a Christmas nut. I'm not a Christmas nut. She has 186, those white demons, snowmen in our house every Christmas. 
She has Christmas rags hanging from all the, the, you know, where you put the forks and knives in. And I got to push the rags out my way to get to the, it aggravates the snot out of me. Then when you flush the toilet, it sings jingle bells. And so on and on. Now the last part, I'm lying. But the rest of it, that's next. That's coming. The rest of it's true. And so anyway, before I went into jail, into prison in Jefferson Parish, that's near New Orleans, the Lord gave me an up front word. The perfect love of God will cast out all fear. I had that going into the jail. And when I got to the second floor, I was supposed to go to the first floor to be with the misdemeanors, but I was going up the elevator. I knew I was going to the wrong floor, but I wouldn't dare tell the guard anything. And when I walked into my pod, they had 17 prisoners in the pod I was in, and my cellmate was Lizard. That was his name. And I felt something very un—it felt fearful anyway in there. It didn't feel good. And I said, who's in here? He said, well, that guy over there killed his grandmother with a baseball bat. This other guy shot his wife, and he's in here for killing his wife. Another, and on and on, this Lawrence Hebert next to us is in here for 75 counts of molesting his stepdaughters. Then I knew the judge had sent me in with the felons just to punish me more. But the perfect love of God will cast out all fear. Christmas Eve day, I got to preach to 17 felons. In the fullness of time, God sent his son under the law to redeem them that were under the law. And, and, and at the end of that message, in that on Christmas Eve day, I got to pray with Lawrence Bear, the molester, pray the sinner's prayer with him. I got to sit in the corner with Abadie, a young man who was indicted for raping and murdering a nine-year-old girl and burying her in leaves. I got to sit with him and listen to his story of how... A, a drunk daddy beat him all the time, and a mother left him as a boy. Uh, a, a horrible story. And I got to hold his hand and pray a sinner's prayer with him on that day and lead him to the Lord Jesus Christ. The best day of my whole life. What the judge meant for evil, God himself turned it for good. Come on, give God a shout in Jesus' name. So I, I want you to put that down in, in your down in your heart, fear not. You're going to cross over that hard place. Number number two, number two, verse 13, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Take home the whole armor of God, Ephesians 6, 13, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, just stand. Brother Rod, I've done it all. I prayed, I fasted, I fought, I confessed. Now what did I do? Just stand. Having done all, just stand in the hard place of 1988 when I got involved with the rescue movement in the streets for the life of the unborn at Randall Terry. All hell broke loose. Hell counterattacked my home. My wife's mother went into several nervous breakdowns during that first year period. My oldest daughter, who now is in heaven, went into her first nervous breakdown in 1988. My oldest son left his wife for his secretary, uh, went into adultery against his wife and against the family. I mean, marvelous Mary and I were heartbroken in that hard place. And, and, and it took the grace of God for me to stand up on the Sunday morning and preach the gospel. I remember one Sunday I was standing up there. And I said, you know, Father, and I was hurting. I was a weeping daddy. And I said, God, I don't care what it looks like. 
I don't care what it feels like. I'm just going to stand flat-footed and praise you in the midst of it. Though you slay me, yet I'm going to trust you. The minute I made that decision to stand, to stand no matter what it looked like, the, the grace of God kicked in, and it's the same grace that got me that day or filled me that day is what keeps me today. And so I just want to encourage you, just, just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord in Jesus' name. As you stand, as was in my case, in Mary's case, the, as you stand and allow the grace of God to do the work in the midst of you, as you stand and refuse to murmur and complain and accuse, and as you stand, as you can dance in the rain, you can get ready. Your Red Sea is about to open in Jesus' name. And sometimes your greatest setbacks... Brainerd said, will become your greatest blessings, and your greatest weaknesses will become your greatest blessings. It's in those hard places that I have experienced the indefinable, indescribable grace of God in Jesus' name. And so God brings you to a hard place on purpose, for purpose, that you might know him and his great anointing and his great love for your life in Jesus' name. So having done all, stand the third word. Uh, for a crossover. The third, man, I'm, Cajuns, we, when we preach, we just salvitate a lot. We, we. You want any of this? There's something about you that, that there's an anointing that draws people. And I just want to say something prophetically over you, that you're a Timothy in the house. You're a son. And, and you're going to be serious about God's business. You're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you want the fullness of God's plan for your life. And I just say the Holy Spirit saying, your destiny is being set right now in Jesus' name. And God's brought you to the good place to be prepared for what he's got for you in the future. And you're going to kick some enemies behind. You're going to do some great things for God. Father, we release him as a warrior in the house of the Lord in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Noah. Do you wait on your wife like that? Dusty Kelly. That is beautiful. Does he, does he bathe your kids and change diapers? You, I never did that. I don't believe in that. I'm a man. and I don't, My kids knew that was mama, this was papa. There was no skirt on me. It was pants legs, and they knew that, and I wouldn't fool with their diapers, and I wouldn't fool with the bathing and all that. Mary did all that stuff. I changed one one diaper, and my oldest son, Mary, left him with his cloth diapers, and he, he did the, the poo-poo stuff in there, and I, and I wasn't going there. So I took him outside. I had a power hose, and I blew it out. And left him that way till she got home. And so every time he gets around a water hose now, he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. So that was a trauma for him at a year and a half or so. But I'm a real man. But anyway. <laughs> no, go, go ahead, guys. Have, have your fun. I'm glad I did, I'm not living in your day. Number, number three, the Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Third word of crossover is hold your peace. Refuse the evil report of unbelief. Just hold your peace. Now, ladies, I know that's hard for you to hold your peace. I mean, you've got 24,000 words. That's what the social experts tell us, 24,000 words a day. Mary and 
I listened to Marvelous Mary and, and, and lovely Tracy, and I believe they got more than 24,000 words. <laughs> so next time I come back, I'm buying me a Japanese camera. There's a new camera out. The shutter speed is so fast, you can take a picture of a woman with her mouth closed. <laughs> that, that's something, man. I'm going to buy that thing. <laughs> but <laughs> hold your peace in much sorrow there's laughter hold your peace refuse to speak an evil report of unbelief this refuse to do it Jesus said have the faith of God Mark eleven twenty three. 23 speak to the mountain be thou removed don't dial in your heart, but believe those things which you say it shall come to pass. You shall have whatsoever you say it. Now, I believe you need to hear what the Lord's saying. I don't believe you need to come out of mind, mind stuff, but out of the heart. You need to hear the saying word of God, then you say that. And I'm giving you some saying words. Hold your peace in Jesus' name. Uh, don't deny your setback. Don't deny your sickness. That's not going to get you healed. But declare Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who is your healer. Don't deny your financial setback and just say this don't exist. And it does exist. If you have a financial setback, some of this faith stuff gets way out of line. But de declare who he is, Jehovah Jireh. He is the Lord, your provider in Jesus' name. Father, I don't care what it looks like. You promised that if I brought my tithes, I'm going to give you some conditions of that. If I, I heard you brought your tithes and offerings to the storehouse, God said he'd open the windows of heaven. He rebuked the devourer for his name's sake. So if you're a tither, you've got legal grounds to, to, to have prosperity, and you ought to confess that in Jesus' name. So the, the third key here is hold your peace. Refuse to complain. I like that. Refuse to complain. Now, you can do it. You can do it. You have grace to refuse. Just don't do it. Just don't complain. Uh, I just have confidence that God's grace will help you to give, th give thanks in all things. Not for all things, but give thanks in all things, for that's the will of God in Christ Jesus. Our light affliction is but for a moment, but it's working for us an eternal weight of glory in Jesus' name. So hold your peace. For heaven's sakes, don't charge the body. She's, not your, she's God's wife, and, and the body's not your problem. She's your helper, and sooner or later she's going to come around. Sometimes the body doesn't respond right away, but don't charge her. Don't accuse her. Well, nobody up there at Legacy Church loves me. Nobody loves me. They're always doing their own thing, and nobody. I was in the hospital, and nobody came to see me. Well, why didn't you call somebody? Give somebody a call for heaven's sake. You expect him to move in the word of knowledge if you're in the hospital? you got to give somebody a ring, you pity potty thing, you. Get off your pity potty and quit complaining. Can you say amen? You know what a pity potty is. If someone sits on a pot, feels sorry for themselves. And Mary don't like me to say that, but I just said it. She's very prudish and I'm not. But anyway, uh, don't charge the body. She's, a one, she's God's wife. When my kids used to, this was a real deal here for you young men. When your kids give your wife some trouble, and they will, by the way, they will. Them little rascals, they're born with a black heart, a, a fallen nature. Till they get saved, they're going to give trouble. When they hit teenager, they forget they're saved, and they give you more trouble. <laughs> and, and so when they get married, married come home, said, Rod, they gave me some trouble. I'd grab them and say, hey, that's my wife you're fooling with. 
You hear me? Boy, you talk about the eyes get big when I'd say that statement. Because I was getting ready to slam them, and I do. I'd beat the, I'd beat the Hades out of them. I'm about to say hell, but I don't want to use that word here. The Bible says beat, beat them with a rod, beat, and you'll deliver their soul from hell. So when you beat their buttocks, not their back, not their head, their buttocks, when you beat their buttocks, you deliver their soul from hell. So you beat the, fill in the blank, out of them. I, I, I'm not your pastor, and, and he'll correct all this after I leave. So, but I just, want to, I just want to alert you about the body of Christ. In the time of crisis, she's there. When my daughter's life ended suddenly that day on the 11th month, the 12th month, the 11th day of 2008, I never got so many hugs in all my life. I never got kissed so much on my neck. I never, we got cards filled up a basket. We had flowers all around. I tell you, I didn't realize how much it meant at the death of a loved one for the body to be there. And she was there for us. We had a line in our church that went on for four hours surrounding my daughter's coffin. And I, I never, never knew the love of Jesus. She's a wonderful organism, the body of Christ. Don't forsake her. Don't leave her. And don't criticize her. For heaven's sake, she's God's wife. Come on, give God a shout on that one. And, and I'm, I'm hurrying up now. And for heaven's sakes, don't charge God. Don't charge God. We shared yesterday, Moses held his integrity. He never charged God. That Jezebel woman he had stayed on him to curse God and die. I'd have, I shared yesterday, if I'd have been God, I'd have killed her. I'd have took her out. Just thank God I'm not... No, Job's wife. Yeah, Job. Did I say Moses? Well, Moses' wife may have been the same shape. I don't know. <laughs> Must be. She was probably a Jezebel, too. But... But that was a Jezebel to say, curse God and die. And, and the, guard, the Lord, I'm going to ask God, why didn't you kill her? And Because and God kills people, you know. And if I was God, I'd kill a whole bunch of people right now. <laughs> the guy in Iran, I'd kill him for sure. And, and a few others, and I'm not going to name names. But, but uh, you, you can ask God why, but don't charge him. I write letters to the Lord. I wrote several letters in the past two, three years. God, I don't understand. Now, you can stay there for a season. Just don't stay there. But I've asked God why. When Amy Stockstill died, and, and Joel Stock, you may not be familiar with Stockstills. I mean, we're thousands praying for her. Fasting 26 years old, cancer took her out. And, I, and if anyone should have got healed by the power of prayer and fasting, she should have. And I, I wrote God a letter on Amy. I said, God, I do not understand why that little beautiful thing, we were very close friends with her, Mary and I, with Joel, why she died. And about two months later, the Lord said, it's none of your business. And so that's, that settles it for me, you know. So don't charge God. Num number, number four, and I'm, I'm closing very quickly. The fourth word of crossover. Is anybody offended yet? <laughs> the, first, the fourth word of crossover. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. Fourth word for 2010. Hey, hey, let's go forward. Let's go. Why Christ? Now there's a time to cry. The poor man crieth, and the Lord heareth him and delivereth him. But there's a time to stop just to get up and go forward. 
I read another translation. The Lord said, Wherefore shouldest thou press your petitions any further? It is granted. Now get up and go forward. Last four months of my daughter's life, she was in a depressed state. She was diagnosed bipolar. And Mary and I ministered to her every day for almost four months. She lived in a cottage behind us. And there's one day I remember pulling this article for her because she had a lot of shame in her youth. And the title was, You Will Forget the Shame of Your Youth. And, and then the, the title said, Get Up, Get Over It, and Move On. Hey, can't fix your past. It's history. Can't fix the divorce that happened. It's over with. You can't live back there in the guilt and condemnation of something you did in your past, someone you hurt or something foolish you did, some great mistake or sin you made. Hey, you got to get up. You got to get over it. He who looks back is not fit for the kingdom. I'm, I refuse to live in my past. I have no grace to live there. The day my daughter died, I was, the next day my daughter, I was up in my bedroom, laying on my bed, sort of weeping, and, and the enemy began to come. I'm sure it was the enemy. He said, you should have did this. You should have did that. You should have did this. Would have prevented her death. And, and I, I was getting tormented, laying in my bed, trying to figure out what I should have, could have, would have done. And all of a sudden, I realized an enemy had come in, was trying to destroy my mind concerning my daughter's death. And at that moment, I said, in Jesus' name, I refused to try to fix something I could not fix. I did everything in the grace I had and the power I had to set her free. And she's in heaven. I don't care what people say about suicide. She's in heaven. She's with Jesus. She's happy. I saw her smiling the other day in a dream. I saw revival being poured out in the church, and I saw her at my side smiling and rejoicing with me in Jesus' name. So take that, enemy. In Jesus' name. So you can't go back and make things different. You can't relive what you couldn't do or didn't do in Jesus' name. So get up. Three scriptural steps to get up, get over it, move on. Forgive others what they've done to you. Hey, you got to forgive. you got to let it go. If you want to go to heaven, one thing you got to do is forgive. Yeah. I mean, you got to receive Jesus, but you got to live in a spirit of forgiveness. Then forgive yourself for what you've done. i got great news for somebody. The blood is of Jesus is greater than any sin you've ever committed, any sin you'll commit today, and any sin you'll commit tomorrow. The blood of Jesus Christ is greater than. And God wants you to know that the blood sets you free. Live in the blood of Jesus and confess the blood. Come on, give God a shout. Now I'm hurrying. So believe this, that God has freely forgiven you. Freely. You're freely. So let's get up. Let's get over it. Let's go forward in Jesus' name. Go forward, Moses. By the way, Moses is still opposed. Pharaoh is still behind him. The Red Sea is still ahead of him. But God says, Moses, you can't stay down. I just want to say to you, you're going to get knocked down, but you can't stay down. If you stay down, the devil's going to knock your head off while you're down. you got to get up. I've been knocked down a hundred plus times, but I refuse to stay down. I'm getting up. I've been down to the count of eight and even nine. I've heard nine already, but by the grace of God, I've gotten up and I've gone forward in Jesus' name. And the Lord says, the best days are ahead of you. 
In Jesus' name. Your worst days are behind you, and your best days are ahead of you. And God's with you. God's grace is full of, you're full of the grace of God and full of the love of Jesus. And I just hear the Lord said, your hands are going to set people free. You're going to lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. You're going to lay hands on the oppressed, you're going to set them free. You're going to set people that have been oppressed and depressed, and you're going to listen, and then you're going to give the word of the Lord and set them free. God, we seal that upon our life. You're a pretty lady. In Jesus' name, you're a beautiful lady. So let's get up today. And the word of the Lord for 2010, we're going forward. So as you fear not, as you stand still, as you hold your peace, as you go forward, God himself will fight for you. Yes, he will. God's greater than any obstacle or hard place or demon that's coming against your life. Verse 24, it came to pass that in the morning watch, as Moses began to go forward, that the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire of the cloud, and he troubled, he threw confusion into the enemy, and they said, and he took off their chariot wheels, and they drave them heavily, so that the Egyptians said, let us flee from the face of the Lord, for the Lord fights for them. I just want to say today to you, was it geeks? <laughs> Geeches? You South Carolina wonderful people. That the Lord's going to take the chariot wheels off of your enemy's chariots. He's going to drive him into the ground. By the way, he's already been defeated at Calvary. And we just got to enforce the victory of Calvary here today in Jesus' name. Well, how are we going to enforce it? We're going to fear not. We're going to stand still. We're going to hold our peace. We're going to go forward. In Jesus' name. Noah, give me some music. Y'all need to be quicker. You're a little slow there, Tyler. I sense the love of Jesus here today. Father, bless this young man. Fill him up. I just sense the gift of a teacher. You're a teacher. And the teaching word is in the inside of you. And God wants you to be a disciple maker, to make disciples of Christ for him. Winning is a gimme. Discipleship is the work of the ministry. So your ministry and your teacher in the house. And you're a little cheerleader, a little exhorter. You just like to exhort people. You like to excite people. You like to make people laugh like me. You like to bring a, a cheerful heart. It's a medicine. And you're a medicine to people. And if I had a church in Louisiana, I'd take you back with me. Keeper, are you going out with her? My, you're, you're getting more than you deserve. I just want to... <laughs> you're, you're way above yourself, buddy. It's the favor of the Lord upon you. My, my, what, what, what did it? What, what, what was it in him that drew you? Was it, was it his lips? Mary got, Mary liked my lips. Jesus, bless her, Father, help her. Are you in a hard place today? No, never mind. Father, bless this young lady in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. And, and I just, just hear the word of the Lord, uh, a warrior. You're going to be a warrior in the kingdom. You're going to be like a Miriam. You're going to lead the victory. She led the victory. When the victory came at the Red Sea, Miriam led, led, led it. You're, you've got a, a leadership ability on the inside of you to lead. 
and God's going to anoint that and multiply that in the days to come. And as we stand on our feet, give me a little more music. Let's worship the Lord for a minute. Thank you for a runner. That God, he's a, me- a runner in the Old Testament, was a messenger that took the message from the king and he ran to bring the message or for the king and he ran with the message. And there's a zeal the Lord's placed on the inside of you to run with the message. Father, we receive a spirit of an evangelist upon him to evangelize, to lead other people to the Lord Jesus Christ. I see groups of men gathering around you because the spirit of the Lord's upon you. And there's an attraction. It's the love of Jesus flowing through you. It's in your eyes. It's in your hands. It's in your heart to love people. Pastors call me from around the nation. How do we evangelize? They just love people. They're looking for somebody to love, someone to listen to, not necessarily preach to them, even though the word of the Lord's inside of you, but just to make friends. You're a friend to God. You're going to make friends with sinners. You're going to see sinners come to Christ because you've given them a relationship. So, Father, we anoint that. We seal that on him in Jesus' name. Now, some of you are in the hard place of a financial setback. I want you to come. Others in the financial are in a place of a marital conflict. I want you to come. Others in the hard place of a sickness uh, of oppression. I want you to come. Others here in the, uh, the, it's the setback of a wayward child. I want you to come. In Jesus' name. You're in the hard place of a mental oppression. Just a lot of confusion. Lots going on in your mind. I saw a lot of hands raised up. But needs coming. Just I've been there where my head feels like it's in a vice and confusions. There's an attack going on of the enemy in your head. I want you to come. And we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to give you relief. And release in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Just lift up your hands. Raise up the music. Marvelous. Come and join me. Father, the grace of God. I need a man to come and stand with me behind these people. Come on, Randy. In Jesus' name. The grace of God. The grace of God. Grace, grace, grace. I speak grace to this mountain. I command the mountain to go in Jesus' name. Everything that's hindered you, everything that's hurt you, I break its power today in Jesus' name. There it is right there. There's the glory of God. There's the grace of God. I see grace rising up. I see the hands. There it is. God said, I'm going to make you like an oak tree in the midst of the storm. And you're going to stand. And having done all, you're just going to stand. And you're going to see the great deliverance of the Lord. I just want to say this. God's not glorified in your trial, in your heart. He's glorified in your deliverance. I say deliverance is coming from the north in Jesus' name. 
deliverance is coming to your house in Jesus' name. What the enemy has meant for your destruction, the Lord said, I'm going to turn it to your edification in Jesus' name. Great things are going to happen in your life because your middle name is faithful. God, I'm staying faithful. I don't care what it looks like, smells like. I'm not being moved. God said he's hurt that and he's anointing that today in Jesus' name. You're going to be a prayer warrior. You're going to pray others into the kingdom for such a time as this in Jesus' name. There's the glory of God. Stay with her a minute, Mary. Pray over her. Let's lift up our hands and surrender. In your heart place, Moses just surrendered. He surrendered and the word of the Lord came. Fear not. Fear not. For the glory of the Lord is here. In Jesus' name. Just this here word for you, young lady. Glory hungry. You're glory hungry. And you're a glory hunter. You're seeking after the glory of God. And God says, my glory is going to cover you like the water covers the sea. In Jesus' name. God, every need's going to be met. You're going to make the way before it perfect. Put your hand on her belly. You're going to make her feet like hinds feet and cause her to walk upon her anointed places. Come on, Father, in Jesus' name. I'm going to speak to that hard place of financial setback. I come against, I come against financial setback. I release the prosperity of the Lord, Father. That prosperity is coming. Lift up your hands. Prosperity is coming to every house. In Jesus' name. I break the power of marital, the, the, the demons that have come against the mind. I break the power in Jesus' name. I loose the grace of God. I loose the life of Jesus in Jesus' name. Father, you see her heart. You know her thoughts from afar off. God said, I knew what was going to hit you when it hit you. And I've been there ever since. God said, I'm not being moved in Jesus' name. Nova. Is it Nova? Lisa. Okay. Lisa, just lift up your hands to the Lord. You had a daughter here last year. Where is she at? Yeah, I remember. Hannah, Lisa. Yeah, okay. I just I remember Jesus. Touch her, Jesus. Touch her deep. Touch her long. God, remove all the room. I come against the darkness that's come against our house. I break its powers today in Jesus' name. I loose the grace of God upon her heart. I just want to, I hear this. God said, I'm the healer of the broken heart. He, he, he heals. He puts all the pieces back together again. What man cannot do. God says, I'll do. I'm your father. You're my daughter. And even in these times, says the Lord, I've come to heal your heart. To tell you that everything, the Lord's going to bring you to the place of all right in Jesus' name. I'm going to give you a little daddy's cheek hug. Jesus, touch her deep. Touch her long. Let her know she's in the Father's hand. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the grace of God. Come on, Jesus. Come through for her. She's been in this hard place too long. God, you, you, you saw her tears. You, you recorded them in a book. You stored them in a bottle. God, this mama is come for, for this time. God, it's time. It's God's time for breakthrough. I decree breakthrough now for her household in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Just hold her hand and lift up your hands together. I saw you both worshiping the Lord. Jesus, thank you, Jesus. I thank you for the healing of the Lord. And what the enemy has meant for your destruction. God says, I'm now turning it. Put your hand on that little boy. I'm turning it for your edification in Jesus' name. And I just hear this word, fear not. Fear not. No more fearing. But now faith, now confidence, now moving forward in Jesus' name. He who looks back is not fit for the kingdom. No more fixing, but moving forward now. Father, we receive that word for this couple. Bless them, Jesus. Make the way before them perfect, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Father. Amen. Every sickness and disease. I, you've, 
you're, you're being oppressed with a sickness or disease, just want you to lift up your hand wherever you're at. I'm going to pray against that sickness. Or you, you're being oppressed with some sickness or disease, just lift up your hands. I'm just going to come by real quickly. Healing. The healer. Jehovah. The Jehovah Rapha. The Lord, our, the healer. The, you serve me. Y'all bless your bread and bless my, your water. Take all sickness away from her. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're lifting your hands up for healing. Father, healing. I rebuke the, the spirit of infirmity off of his body. I release the healing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, you're our healer. You forgiveth all our sins and you heal all our diseases. Jesus, thank you, Jesus, that you're healing. Jesus, you're healing every disease and sickness that's come against his body by the power of heaven, Father. A new day is being born. Old things are passing away. Behold, all things, these bodies are being quickened. God, his body is being quickened that he may serve you in full strength. Everything that's come against his body or his mind, I break its power today in Jesus' name. Jesus' name, the blood of Jesus setting free. The blood of Jesus setting free. The blood of Jesus setting free. In Jesus' name, break the power of sickness, disease. Is that what you're standing for? What else are we standing for? Children, I want everyone with a wayward child. I just want you to come up front here. And I've been there. I know the heartache, and I want to confess a promise over you. Anybody with a wayward child, just come up here toward the front. In Jesus' name, breakthrough. Breakthrough. Just come in. Come right here. Just breakthrough. Just lift up your hands to heaven. I know, Mama, it hurts. It hurts. I know the feeling. I know the feeling. I got one right now that's not fully uh, serving the Lord. In Jesus' name. Father, you promised as they stand. These are your people, Father. And you're the promise keeper. And God, they're claiming the promise now. They're claiming the promise in Jesus' name. God, the heartache, the heartbreak of watching the kids out there in left field. Father, you've promised us that the seed of the uncompromising righteous shall be delivered. Father, deliverance is coming. Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you that you're going to tree them, that everyone's going to be treed. You're going to put a corral around them and a fence po- fences around them. God, everything they touch is going to turn to dust. They may turn back to you. We receive that, Father. We release that. We release that promise today in Jesus' name. They're coming. They're coming. Jesus' name. They're coming, Father. Not one. Not one is going to be lost in Jesus' name. Not one. Come on, let's give the Lord a clap offering. Kids are coming in. Sons and daughters are coming in. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Sons and daughters are coming in. Sons and daughters are coming in in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. I'll give you all a little daddy's hug. Bipolar child. Anybody here that's that's being oppressed, I want you to stand for the bipolar child. You have a bipolar child? That's your grandson. Anybody mentally oppressed, I want you to come. I was in Orlando, Florida last week, and a guy came and wept in my arms. His wife committed suicide two weeks ago due to a bipolar condition. And, and, and uh, I mean, we're picking up the pieces now. But I don't want us to pick up pieces. I want us to see healing and deliverance. My son's now the pastor of my former church. He's going to build a recovery center. We started celebrate recovery. He's going to build a recovery center for the press. going to name it Lynn's Dream House, my daughter's dream house. And I'm going to work in there, and we're going to see some bipolar people get set free by the power of God. What the enemy has meant for our destruction, God's going to give us justice for what we suffered at the hand of our enemy in Jesus' name. I, I just want to say that today. So I want every person that's suffering with some mental torment, maybe confusion. 
uh, maybe depression or some kind of oppression that's against your mind. I just want you to don't be embarrassed. Uh, you can have that. It's like a physical thing. Uh, the enemy attacks two places primarily, our mind and our bodies. That's the two main areas of counterattacks against us. And so uh, been there, I've been to both places, mentally, and I've been depressed. I know what depression feels like, but God, thank God I've been set free. I just want to say, young lady, freedom's coming. Freedom is here. His name is Jesus. And all you've suffered at the hand of your enemy, I say it's turnaround time now. It's 180 time in Jesus' name. The Lord said, I'm going to make, I'm going to make it perfect. I'm going to bring deliverance to your household and to you, says the Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And, and the Lord said, I've seen everything that's hurt you and everything that's come against you. And I've come here today. The Lord is, everything is going to be all right. He's going to make it all right. What man cannot do, what medicine cannot do. Medicine is a great grip on things, but it does not a healer. The Lord is your healer, in Jesus' name. And I just see wounds, I see hurts, I see words that have hurt you, and I break its power to affect you anymore, in Jesus' name. That deliverance is coming. I break every stronghold of rejection, every stronghold of self-rejection, every stronghold of fear. I break its power today, in the name of Jesus, that you're being set free by the blood of Jesus, in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to hug you like a daddy. Jesus. Do you have a daddy here? He's at home sick. You're a wonderful girl. You're a lovely, wonderful girl. Jesus, God, this is your daughter. This is your girl. God, all the floodgates of hell that have come against her mind, we break its power today. In Jesus' name, the blood is setting her free. Every spirit, every stronghold, every spirit of fear, every fear that's come against the mind, I break its power in Jesus' name. Every spirit of hopelessness, every spirit of despair that's come, I break its power. I release joy now, Father, the joy of the Lord being her strength. And God, she's going to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That praise is coming forth. That heaviness is leaving in Jesus' name. Just lift up your hands. Every mentally oppressed mind, just lift them up if you would, sir. In Jesus' name. That's it. Just lift them up. That's surrender. You're surrendering to God's presence. What man cannot do, the Holy Spirit's doing right now. Father, I release the power of heaven, releasing these minds. I break every power, every spirit of oppression and depression that's come against these minds. I break its power in Jesus' name. Victory's coming. I see a big V written all over your hearts in Jesus' name. Victory. Today's a day of victory in Jesus' name. Victory in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. And I shared that word. No looking back. No more looking back. We're looking on forward now. Jesus' name. I want to say to all of you wonderful South Carolinas that victory is yours. We're getting up today. We're going forward. Not looking back. Look back. Hey, you're not fit. But we're looking forward. And the enemy wants to bring you back. But no more looking back. In Jesus' name. Can't fix it. Moving forward. Old things have passed away. Old everything is going to be new. 2010, the year of new beginnings. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus, touch her. Touch her, Jesus. Touch her. 
just lift up your hands, Jesus. This year a couple listening. Amen. I, I see the windows of heaven opening. I see prosperity. I see opportunity coming in Jesus' name. Now you're a smart guy. You're not you're not like me. You're not backward, but you're forward. You're a smart guy. God's giving you some brains and and you and the Lord's gonna anoint you to use those brains for the glory of heaven. I see an analyzer, I see a man of logistics putting things together for the glory of God in Jesus' name. Gift of administration, I seal it on the inside of him. A gift of a teacher. Father, I seal that teaching anointing upon our life to love kids, to love children. Father, in Jesus' name, we anoint them with deliverance from heaven. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's give the Lord a shout. Father, we're going through. We're going through our hard place. In Jesus' name. We break the power of hell. We loose the glory of God. God, you're making an opening now. Now take the opening. Take the, you're seeing what God's saying. God sees, God hears, God knows, and God delivers today. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Father, bless this young lady. God, fill her. Fill her. Fill her. Thrill her. And spill her. Just lift up your hands to the Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I hear this word. There's an end to this storm. An end is coming. The day of adversity is turning into the day of prosperity because God's in control. God rules in Jesus' name. I thank you for the glory of God settling upon this lady, Father. Put your hand on her belly. Out of that belly, out of this belly is going to flow rivers of life and love and laughter. God, I release the joy of the Lord in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I've been to Russia. I don't believe I've been to Ukraine. Ukraine used to be part of Russia, right? God, Father, for her people, as she stands for a reunion, and, and God, all those relationships that she left, God, I decree reunion. I decree fellowship coming. And God, you see her heart, and, and God, you're going to, as she delights in you, you're going to give her the desires. And God, I release prosperity, Father. The days to come, that money will not even be an issue as she seeks out those that she loves in Jesus' name. We release that upon her life in Jesus' name. God bless this. Is this yours? That's your daughter? Well, you're, you're kind of young to have a daughter. You must have been like Mary. You married young? You're, you're, you're 12 or you're 21. Jesus bless her. And as you're blessing her daughter, God, two, but 10,000 to flight. God, I tell you, thank you for a war anointing upon this mother, like, like mother, like daughter. Jesus' name. What, what, what is it? What is it? You're, what's the hard place here? Worst is behind. The best is ahead. Just lift up your hands, son, and just worship Him. God's getting ready to bless y'all coming in and coming out in Jesus' name. And God says, "I'm going to open a door that no man can shut." In Jesus' name. And I'm talking about employment, talking about opportunity. God, open that door for it in Jesus' name. And what the enemy has meant to divide, God, you're going to unify now in Jesus' name. And all the walls are coming down today in Jesus' name. Now, I just give you a command. 
Don't, don't only pray for her, but pray with her in Jesus' name. You're going to be together. You're going to win the battle in Jesus' name. Jesus, what are we standing for? Health. Father, I release the health of heaven in her body in Jesus' name. That she's being quickened in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And, and finances. God, open heaven. Are you a tither? And we got legal grounds. I rebuke the enemy off her finance. I release prosperity in Jesus' name. Just put your hand on her belly, Mary. And I just see the love of Jesus all over you coming out, loving others, helping others, healing others. You're a healer in the house of the Lord. You're a healer of the broken heart, the rejects, the nobodies. That's who you're going to have. That's who you're going to go after too in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Come on, let's give the Lord a shout. Stand in proxy for a fiance right now. Father, wherever he's at in Ohio, we release the grace of God upon his life in Jesus' name. That cloud that's been over.